Well, hello everybody and welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast. It's Roscoe here, your co-host, and it's the, I'm going to say it's the final episode for 2021. It may not be the final episode, we might do one before uh, the end of the new year, but uh, for the three of us together, I'm probably going to say that it's uh, the final one for this year, the final one for Rocket in Victoria as a Victorian as he moves to Queensland, so we're going to catch up with him about that. Uh, the final one before probably Mike Caridi goes to uh, King Island for a little bit of King Island cheese and King Island golf experience. We'll catch up with him about that. It's Christmas week. It's uh, always a special week in golf uh, for a number of reasons, especially if you're a drum and golf customer and you want to get a, a voucher or that sort of thing. Get in quick. Don't leave it to the last minute. And uh, anyway, sit back, relax, enjoy this episode, uh, the Christmas show, where we catch up about all the things that we've loved this year. My Love Golf Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the other side. Gents, welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast. You heard me do the introduction there. You know how long I used to sit down and record those introductions for whenever I do one beforehand? I would sit here for hours, take one, take two. I'm just, I'm just going to hit record and just start talking. Uh, that seems to come out. Uh, Rocket, welcome back. Hello. How are you going? <laughs> uh, the biscuit wars are reignited. Uh, it wouldn't be a podcast of late if we didn't uh, crack it off with a biscuit. Rockets uh, immediately said hello, one word, and then chowed down into a Ma Rockets shortbread. Uh, I did bring home Ma Rockets shortbreads, which she sent me for Christmas. Thank you, Ma Rockets. She is our number one ticket holder uh, down there in Port Arthur, Tasmania. Ma Rocket is, of course, Rockets' mum, uh, the lead baker of. Uh, Scottish shortbread biscuits in Port Arthur, Tasmania. So thanks for the present, uh, Mrs. My Love of Golf, uh, the real Scottish person in the whole podcast thing here, um, says thank you, my Rocket. Uh, Rocket, how are you, mate? I'm very good, thank you. Very are you, good. Are you excited about the move? Uh, I've had a few people ask me, is Rocket leaving? Is he, you know, I said, no, no, don't worry, he's just going to Queensland. Um, we've never actually, re- well, we actually have recorded one podcast face-to-face, the US Open edition, Pebble Beach, where we sat in front of yeah. the, I'm not going to call it a simulator, it was more like the NBC golf, you know, channeled studios. Um, <laughs> so it's not going to stop you from participating. You've been a little bit under the pump the last few weeks, rightly so, in preparing for the move. You showed us the pictures of the removalists there. Uh, you're not driving up to Queensland, you're flying up, so everything's just been trucked up there and, uh, and you're off. You'll be a Queenslander and you're, Sort of hibernating, so you don't have to, you know, face the Omricon or anything, so you can get out of here. Um, sad, happy. How do you feel? Oh, was, this is obviously mixed emotions. Handing over the keys to the uh, place that you've feels like you've been there for ten years. It's only been five, uh, but then you know you're going to another. It's not moving to another suburb, going to another state, and then with everything going on, it's really hard fun work and then the move and packing up and then everything else it's been really hard to try and catch up with people so that that really sucks and but just all in all you know we're just you know just really excited to to get up there and 
you know, just new adventure for us as a, as a whole family. You know, the kids are pumped. Um, so I'm hopefully I'm going to be able to take most of January off. And, um, yeah, just, yeah, it's on It's just, it's, so much has gone into it for the last 12 months. It's, um, yeah, it's good to finally be close, close, to, very close to the finish line. <laughs> You're one of a number of people that I've certainly come across that have made a move out of Victoria. Uh, no, I think there's other people that I've that I know that have moved out of Sydney, and, and most of them have moved to some part of Queensland. What was it? Was it COVID that sort of brought the whole sort of mind? No, it was something that was. Nah, <clears throat> nah. It was look. It doesn't hurt. Um, but the thing for us is that we've been we've been um, caravanning up there probably the last five years so we're doing a couple of stints up there every year and you just get to the point where it just becomes you know you just start to really fall in love with the place and some of the things and some of the places you want to go and see and you know you start to look at Brisbane as a central base and then you think about you know some of the places that we want to go and see are only two and three hours away from Brisbane and for us to go from here up, up to there, it's like a 30 hour drive. So you end up, and I do some crazy stints. So I can, I can get to Brisbane in just under three days driving. Um, but you can't do that all the time. And, you know, come winter time, I want to be able to, you know, I've got a caravan. I like just, just chilling in the outdoors. There's a couple of places that are my favorites, which have some beachfront spots. So there'd be nothing better than a you know a long weekend in the middle of the year being able to just sort of pitch up the pitch up the van and just throw a deck chair out and just sit outside and just do nothing. I'd, you know, look look at the bush TV at night under the flight path of uh, JQ five seven one inbound from from Sydney, recording a podcast uh, with uh, with our good selves. <laughs> That's gold. Uh, that was very funny. Um, uh, Rocket, we've, you know, the last couple of weeks that you haven't been here, you know, we had a bit of a sort of wrap of various golf courses. Uh, last week we caught up with Stuart Kerr. Thanks again to Stuart. Always great to catch up with uh, my favourite Scottish golf uh, person at the moment. Um, he gave us a bit of a rundown of Adelaide golf courses. Any Queensland, Brisbane, Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast courses that you've got your eye on or that you know of or that you wouldn't mind seeing that you've heard of? Um, no, none in particular that are off the beaten track. There's a lot of the the more popular ones that I want to sort of see and play. And you know, there's some courses I've played a couple of times which I um I love I love playing. So um, Sanctuary Cove, the Pines. I really love that course. Had, 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 been, had the pleasure of playing it twice. Um, uh, I, I'm trying to make more. I'm trying to get into RQ. So because that, that, that's only 12 minutes from where we where we live. So it'll be it'll be nice to actually be close to a golf course. I was thinking about the other day, except for when I was living down in Port Arthur. It's in a dad's house. Is it's like a 1k walk. So I, I, I would I'd carry my bag or pull my buggy and walk to the course in the morning or and then walk home in the afternoon. 
Um, and then since I left there, every other time I've been a member at a course, I'm at least 25 to 30 minutes minimum at the drive away from it. And um, so being able to live actually really close to a course for the first time in nearly 25 years is going to be quite spectacular, actually. Yeah, well, I can't wait to get up there and uh, I hope you do join RQ. I wouldn't mind coming up there for a little <laughs> bit of a hit at RQ. Uh, well, our, 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 our friends at OCM have um, been selected to um, do a renovation. I think they must follow me around. You know, I've, I've played at Mount Lawley and Royal Canberra and they seem to get contracts there. So, you know, I think what's going to happen is um, Mike and Ashley, they might need to go, you know, what courses do they want to restore or get contracts for and just maybe get me a game at some of those courses. Uh, Rocket, the, the course scout, well, you are the leading uh, architecture buff of this trio. Uh, and your insights uh, this year and in the previous years have been wonderful uh, to, you know, your depth and breadth of knowledge on, on golf course architecture, especially in the States and uh, all the classic architects, you know, the, the Rainers and the CB McDonald's and et cetera, et cetera, has been uh, very well uh, received and, and very highly regarded amongst the listenership. Uh, Magic Mike, how are you? Excellent. A little bit tired. It's come to the, uh, coming to the end of a very busy uh, period, not as busy as Rocket, but... Um no, it's it's pretty, been good. Uh, triple triple jab, triple triple threat, triple jab today. Triple jab, yeah. So number three today. So feeling feeling okay. Okay? feeling okay. Feeling okay. I think I don't oh, look. I feel a bit tired, but you know, it's Christmas week. If I'm not feeling tired, I'm not working hard enough. Well, we had plans to maybe do this face-to-face, but, uh, of course, in the interest of uh, each other's work, safety and, and whatever, we didn't do that. We decided to sit down at some ungodly hour late at night when, uh, you know, rockets on the on the bedtime syrup. Um, I've just had a, a bit of chocolate cake. Mike, what have you been into? Well, my rocket sent me a, a delightful package of, of biscuits and vinegar and some jam. Yeah, one of those ones. Um, I actually haven't opened mine, Rocket. That was for, that was a biscuit. I'm assuming it's a kiss biscuit. Kiss biscuit. Correct. I hope I've got some of those in there. Uh, anyway, kiss, sorry, I interrupted. Kiss biscuit with award-winning. Oh, yes. Let me remind. Award-winning jam. Well, I, I. I got a package, I'll just put it that way. And last night when I wanted something sweet after dinner, I thought it'd be nice for me to bring out to my wife, you know, one of the shortbreads and one of like the little, it's like a, like a muesli slice type thing. So I put them down on the table and she said, are those for me? I said, well, no, you pick which one you want. She's like, is there more? And I'm like, it's not important if there's more left. <laughs> She's like, They're already gone. There's one of each. You pick which one you want and I will be eating the other one which means you will get one out of that whole, <laughs> the whole tin. So it took me a week, my rocket, but I polished them off comfortably. Uh, and just another shout out to our, to our sponsor, the only sponsor that we've got. <laughs> if, if, if biscuits are remuneration, uh, it is sponsored. Um, we, we, we haven't got anything, not even a golf ball or a golf tee off any of the, the companies, but um, you know, we have all been endowed with uh, beautiful biscuits. So, Mar Rockets biscuits. Uh, if when you want to go into business, uh, we will be your marketing strategy team. Michael put it under his wing, and um, yep. you know, straight to Woolworths in the, the front aisle. Um, anyway, uh, let's talk about the golf. Um, I, I had a game on Sunday, uh, and I just I know everyone likes to know about my exploits uh, with the golf. 
Uh, it wasn't with Herbie. It wasn't with Minwoo Lee. No, oh, I was about to say, was it with the <laughs> pro am for Minwoo or something? Like no, that? no, no, no. It was with Hor- the... was Hor- was Jorge. Was he? Was no, he George. Was no, he? George. No show. Uh, no, no talk. No show. Uh, no, it wasn't with George either. Was it Wade? Was it Wade? No. I'd love to catch up with Wade down at Royal Adelaide. Mike, Mike uh, Froney is the last person I know who's caught up with Wade down at Royal Adelaide. Sent me a, sent me a picture of um, them waving together. Uh, no, no, it was just with the drummer golf crew. They had their, um, the head office had their uh, Christmas golf breakup at Mornington, which is obviously just down the road. My spiritual golfing home, I guess you could say. Uh, won the long drive. Won the long no, drive. Anyone that's played with you is not impressed by that. Well, why, why do you think I shrugged my shoulders? Yeah. Like, yeah, tell me, tell me something I don't know. Well, I'll tell you something I don't know. It was the club that I used to win the long drive. It was, was it with old the Simon. No, well, not quite. It wasn't. It wasn't that old, but it was thirty years old. The Callaway <clears throat> Big Bertha, ten degree H S two H two. I've rocked up with it on the first wheel, the first group off, and they've gone. What are you? What are you using a three wood on the first? I said, no, it's a driver. And they said, well, you know, we. You know, What's what's that? And I said, oh, it's the old thing. And, uh, and I reminded my colleagues, I said, you know, this is why we're here. This is why you know drum and golf being successful. And, you know, these were one of the clubs that gave us the foundations to be uh, here today. And they said, yeah, you're probably right, Ross. So um, off you go, get out of here, and uh, you know, nearly drove, smoked it. Yep. Uh, and uh, but yeah, on the eleventh hole, won the long drive. So um. $25 voucher, went straight in. <laughs> Mrs. My Love of Golf was sitting next to me at the lunch. She said, thank you very much. I'll take that. And uh, it was actually a $50 voucher. Um, but, yeah, no, the, the, uh, just over there, the, the big Bertha H2, S2H2, I couldn't beat I, I couldn't fault it. I could not fault it. Could not fault it. Uh, and nor could I fault the little uh, Hogan radials that I took out for a, for a fun bash. Oh, geez. Anyway. Yeah, now, was there a CTI machine nearby? No. Why, is anything illegal there? Well, I don't know. Don't know. Okay. Not, they're not getting the $50 voucher. No, they're not getting the $50 voucher back. Uh, so that was my yeah, There's uh, a bit of a theme with Callaway, you know. You've got, uh, you know, Xander. Xander, Xander the yeah, no, no. driver doper. Lefty, uh, winning a major at 50. There's something in the water. Must be the calves. You want to see? You want to see them again? They've already had one outing this year. I can get them out again. Uh, no, I can't because I still got long pants on. Um, of course you do. Of course I do. Can't get, a, can't, can't get the cuff over the uh, calf. I, I can't. It's bulging. Um, so that was my golf. Uh, but I am looking forward to getting to potentially Kingswood this week to see the uh, Sandbelt Classic, which we'll talk about. Mike, any golf for you? Where have you been? Uh, nowhere. No, not this week. No. Um, we had a we had a hit last weekend at Growling Frog, um, and then this week I've done very little. I've been down my local nine holer at I think two nights at about seven pm for, for a nice quiet night, dropping a couple of golf balls, practicing the chipping, and just getting it being at one with nature. Took the took the old Seamus bag out. Carried, uh, I always play odds or evens, so it was the driver and it was evens this week. So it was four, six, eight, pitching wedge, uh, putter. That was it. Okay. Actually, I forgot to say, I did uh, have a game of golf with uh, someone of note uh, and, and also played uh, half set golf. I uh, had a hit with uh, Scott Jamison uh, last uh, Thursday or so at um, Spring Valley, which was very, very oh, yeah. nice. 
Spring Valley always turned out beautifully well turned out, so it's a lovely course. Mm. But uh, Jamo had a bit of a pre-derby uh, hit out down there, took some photos of the great man in his Adidas gear, and uh, yeah, half set, half set was great. Uh, anyway, um, now you've influenced uh, the pod, a new the world. The world needed another golf podcast because I think at last count there's seven hundred and fifty-five million. Uh, 265,713 golf podcasts globally. No, no, there's, there's millions of them trying to be podcasts and then there's us. <laughs> well, Mike, you've, you've influenced, uh, your golf coach has influenced you to make these wonderful changes that I saw you put into place there the other week when you got your fitting with me. Um, you've influenced him, obviously, to start his own podcast. That's it, yeah. He um, he just, I don't know, Scum Baden's decided to start a podcast. First episode was out this week. Baden and Dave, Lu- Dave Luteris. Dave Luteris, yep. Um, so, yeah, first Skillless podcast out this week. So the boys are pretty happy. He had been telling me the last probably two or three lessons that he was going to be getting around to it but hadn't got around to it yet. Okay. Did you give Did you give him the audio tips, you know, get the microphone? Dave Luteris needs to get, you know, probably needs to get a few uh, audio tips, but um, it sounded pretty good. Yeah, that it first did, episode. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, do, I agree. I think um, a bit like. Me and everyone else who's ever done this for the first time, Dave needs a, a different microphone. But look, I'm not here to help them. I'm here to help us. Exactly so. right. <laughs> uh, people, yes, it's, people need to go back and listen to our first couple of us. Hey, my other non-sponsors, the Nissan Navara Ute Mobile Podcast Studio and Four Wheel Drive, um, that's put out some fantastic audio, and I'm not the only podcast in the world to use a Nissan. car as a quiet space. Or a caravan. Or a caravan. Uh, and, you know, Rocket is currently situated in a wardrobe. <laughs> and it, and if, you, if you can hear the noise, it's echoing because, you know, when you move all your furniture out of a house and it's, like, echoey, that's, you know, Rocket's currently no furniture in the house. There's nothing in there, so... Oh, no, I'm not in the old house, so I'm in a, the apartment. Oh, right. Okay. That's, okay. So it's actually a little study room in the apartment. It uh, is like a cupboard. Right. <laughs> That's that's why you can hear uh, the gang behind you there. How many how many how many how many guys are outside of the, the uh, cupboard? Five. Five. Okay. Um. Okay. So, what are we talking about first? PNC Sandbell Classic. Let's go PNC. Okay. PNC. It's a um. I think the rocket was pretty excited by it. I think most people were excited by it. I think everyone was watching the Charlie Woods show, which was. Fun. And and Carl Stenson. Oh, he was cold. <laughs> he was as dry as dry. Young young Henrik's little boy. He's awesome. Uh, the win- the winners were well, the winners were uh, John Daly, John and um, John, John, John Junior. John Junior, yeah, of John course. Junior. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, okay. Good good on him. Get yeah. your belts, whatever. Yeah. No one was talking about you. You absolutely irrelevant. It was Charlie. Yep. And it was Carl. Yep. No, I agree. It. it was it was good watching. Like it was I think we've talked about it a lot with, with Tiger and Charlie and I think I think this time around everyone took it as it was meant to be taken. Like it's fun. It's probably the greatest golfer of all time. Having the first hit of golf sort of professionally post nearly having his leg cut off with his little boy. it, it was it was astounding to watch. It was great to watch, but it was a bit more fun. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was no more to it than that. It was no pressure on anyone to do anything. Like I woke up this morning. He went. They battled along yesterday. They went okay. They weren't shooting the lights out. 
when I got up this morning and saw the scores, I nearly fell over at what they shot. I think they had 10. 10 11 birdies in a row. Ridiculous. They started off birdie, birdie, eagle, a couple of pars, <laughs> and then rattled off 11. Yeah. And there was a couple holes where Charlie was birding off his own ball. Yeah. And, was, and look, they, 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 they talk about it like, oh, Charlie's off the forward tees. He's 70 yards. The 70 yards is, what, 60-something metres. He's 11. <laughs> He's 11. He, he comfortably would beat me off the stick. He's not, 11. Not even, not even joking. And, 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 like, someone took a really good shot of his um, impact, mm. his, his, his position at impact, and it's just, it's just, he's a flusher. He's 11 and he's an absolute flusher. I just love watching his mannerisms. His mannerisms next to Tiger are just the best. Like, it's the, the same the, as see the video? Just see yeah. the video? Uh, it's just, it's I mean, so I'm sure good. I, I know that sometimes I'll sit in a chair with my arm <clears> in its funny direction and I know that my dad does that and I think it's funny. But when you watch Tiger Woods and the whole world knows his mannerisms, his club twirls, the way he's leaning on that picture behind Rocket, We've all seen it a million times, so we know it, right? So when you see your son do it, it's funny. It's it's just nice. It's it's really good. It was very wholesome. I, watched, oh, I loved it. I watched the uh, you know where he did the money gesture, yeah. like yeah. you know you know there's always these things on on the internet that you just have to play and play and play. Yeah. I just kept looking at it and watching yeah. him, and just looking for any little nuances. Like, no, it's not quite the same. But like, you couldn't look away. Like he just yeah. looks at it, and the way he did it, like. He's doing it to JT because there's probably a side bet somewhere and he's yeah. like, um, yeah. and like I've heard JT when he talks about Charlie, he said he's just like, the, he's like his dad. He's just the ultimate sledger yeah. and wants to have a way, have a bet on anything. Yeah. Unbelievable. And backs, and backs himself. I'm yeah. like, oh, so good. Yeah. No, it's a, um, it was really good. Um, and the other one that I really liked out of it was um, Jessica Corder going to get the photograph oh, from Tiger and just and the, and the photo just feeling like we all would if we saw Tiger in the flesh and just going up and just yep. feeling like a little kid. But that was just, that's just great to, great to see. It's as close to as behind the scenes of PGA Tour as we get seeing that sort of stuff, which is great. Yeah. Uh, it's funny how much, uh, well, not funny, um, not surprising how much engagement that it gets. And, you know, we've talked about what they can do differently and we're not saying that they uh, all the players should wheel their siblings out or their kids out every week but you know they have the ability there to be a little bit more human a little bit more you know relatable and funnily enough everyone loves it and uh you know that there's a there's part of the formula right there that's missing it's it's, it's the wood show Again, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 of course it's it's Tiger and Charlie carrying the carrying the load, and it's just. Well, what's amazing though is not only are they carrying the load, and I know he's had it his whole life from birth, but Charlie's ability to just block things out and not be thrown, and not be like like we talked about it before we started recording. He's a stone cold killer. He's like, a killer. No, he's he, a killer. He's he, already a killer. He, he, like I showed that putt that he made to my wife, and my wife was like, "He's got no emotion." I'm like, "He's a killer." Have you? Have you do you see the one that I tagged you where he was practice putting and Tiger <laughs> threw the ball at him and yeah. he didn't flinch? <laughs> no. As soon as I saw that, I've gone, "Oh, this kid is intense." And I this one one of the 
this almost like brought me back to Twitter just seeing it. Yeah. And it was like, in t- oh, I'm going to make the call now. In 10 years, Charlie Woods is going to be taking the souls of PGA Tour players. <laughs> he is going to rip their hearts out and take their souls like Tiger did. Yeah. I think a few people this week on Twitter, one, one, I can't remember who it was, it was a US commentator, had said everyone just needs to relax. You know, he's, he's averaging 82 in Florida, under 12s, blah, 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 this and that. And someone else came over the top and said, look, those numbers aren't quite right. He's actually a lot higher ranked than that. But at the end of the day, he's 12. Why are we even ranking 12-year-olds? It's not relevant. Right. I mean, he's got so much time up, up his sleeve to do whatever he wants to do. And if he does this and he's great at it, fantastic. But, well, I don't think. Yeah. Well, the thing is that he probably he probably hasn't taken up the game like Tiger did because Tiger was like a hmm. almost like a baby. Two or three, yeah. And Charlie, I don't think. I think he's only really been playing for the last four years, and I reckon it was around that. And he and I've, I've seen Tiger talking about it where he's like, oh, "I'm not going to pressure." It's like if he wants this. I'm here and I'll help, yep. but I'm not going to push him or pressurize him. And you can see it. Like, like he's 11. There's all this information. He's probably watched every video. He's probably heard all these stories and stuff like that. And he's he's like, and who knows what's going in behind closed doors? Mm. But you can tell the kid wants it. Yep. He, like he's he's acting like his dad on a golf course. Yep. No, and I think the two. As much as I agree with you 100% with that, when he threw that ball out, getting that mental piece right, that was just uh, Earl Woods down to the ground. But the two things that I'd measure against each other that shows a little bit of difference in Tiger versus his dad is when um, I remember hearing a story about Tiger playing and he flushed his drive down the fairway and just rolled into the first cut and it was miles down. And he was way past his playing competitors and Earl was in the on the ropes. Now, someone will tell me this story was wrong, but this is what was said. That basically Tiger was how proud at how far he'd hit it. And Earl had said something like, yeah, but it's just another Miss Fairway. Like, you're not in the fairway, you're like in the first cut. Measure that against Tiger this week. Yeah. Um, Charlie hit this shot into the green and it was a good shot. It was came up, you know, half a club short left in the bunker. And he was almost angry. And Tiger said, no, no, it's fine. Like, that, where you are is good, good leave, um, great spot in the bunker there you know plenty of room to play with like he didn't take that not the negative side but he took that it was going to be always about the positivity and i think that's going to be coming up i think tiger knows knows what it takes the bad stuff he, he, he's already probably unpacked himself yeah yeah and he's like i know what i i don't want to do yeah he knows I, the good I, and the bad yeah so and that's why I reckon Charlie's going to be a completely different yep. little beast that Tiger's going to create. Yep. No, wouldn't be surprised. So good. And hopefully, good. and hopefully, Carl Carl Stenson makes it on tour. Well, he's he uh, he was. They were talking to him today about playing with uh, Ian Poulter's little boy, and they they play a couple of times a week. When I get a chance, when, when I get a chance, time off. And I, and Henrik's like. Yeah, what when from your busy day job when you find time to play golf, <laughs> like eight year old kid, it was very good. Uh, my favourite is still the first. I think it was the first or second. No, the question that Peter Jacobson asked him 
when he said, what do you think of your chances this week? And he's like, goes, turns around to his dad, he goes, not good the way he's playing. Yeah. No, he set him up very well. He's very dry, just like his dad. Yeah. How old is he? Eight years old. Oh, he was, yeah. 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 He was, he's, I think he then, I think this year he became the youngest ever to play before was Charlie. I oh, know, how funny was that quote? Did you realise that you're the youngest player in the PNC? And he goes, yeah, my dad was telling me in the car right here. <laughs> yeah. He just doesn't get how perfectly dry his, his answers were. They were perfect. <laughs> so, so um. Good. Yeah, when we reflect on some of the goings on of 2021, what were what were your favourite moments, uh, gentlemen? What were what stands out as moments of significant golf wise for you? The one that's like the one that stands out for me and probably for my pocket as much as anything else was um, how nails Colin was in the last two rounds of the Open. For me, that was. That was the difference between a guy who we knew was an exceptional golfer, making that tiny little better of himself on the putting that just showed you know, how not many people win two majors, let alone two in whatever it was, 18 months. Mm. Um, that, was a, that was a really big, solid moment, I think, for me. I'm distracted because I can see uh, Rocket uh, getting into a state of undress. I'm not sure. He's, no, he's, just take, he's just taking the hoodie off. He, he's not getting. It's, it's, it's a bit warm. It's a bit warm, warm in the hot box here. Warm in the cupboard. <laughs> not a lot of ventilation in the cupboard. Uh, you're exactly right, Mike. You know, if Colin Morikawa was going to you know, prove to us all just how good we think and knew that he was, you know, he had to do that in the open. Um, you know, it could have been. Probably pretty easy for him to go to the open and go to a Lynx course and a very high quality Lynx course and, and not perform where he could. But he did and he did it unbelievably well. Um, Especially off the back of how he played in the Scottish the week before, yeah. right? The thing is, though, how he played there set the foundation for the week after because he changed all of his wedges to make sure that, you know, he could hit yep. his shots how he should have been. And, yep. you know, it was like it, you know, that, we'll call it that learning experience helped him shape things really, really quickly. And you just reminded us that he you know, not only changed his wedges, but changed some of his irons yeah, to get uh, a little bit more effective bounce uh, just to work yeah. on the on the Lynx turf a yeah. bit better, yeah. Yeah, no, that was a pretty significant moment. Uh, what about you, you Rock? What stands out in your memory banks for of this year as quality moments? Um, I think for all the majors, um, it's, it's really hard to pick one because, you know, two of my favourites um, perform really well on the big stage. We've got my man Cole, um, then my mate Lefty. Uh, but, but I still think, and I still think a little bit more about this, and this is going to be one of those, and I talked about it post the time, is that the, the, the flow-on effect of this one for that, this, the, the nation... Is going to be massive, and that's still Hideki at the Masters. Like, I, the, the the whole walk off 18, I know it gets sort of done to death in terms of his emotion and things like that, but, you know, I still watch it and I think about, you know, a lot, a lot, of, people, a lot of people, I think, forget that when you're from, when you're like the, the, the chosen one from a nation that is golf crazy, 
and it's not like you've got 10 other guys that are also equal stature to sort of you know spread the load and it's all on you like that's a lot to shoulder especially when he's been the chosen one since he was an amateur so you know that's that's a that's a you know that's what he's probably had to shoulder for the last 12 plus years uh in japan is is equal to probably what tiger's been faced with sort of globally in terms of you know the the spotlight and the scrutiny and stuff like that you know who who has 20 20 journalists following them playing the us us masters or the masters when they're an amateur yeah like you know so so and, and everyone's talked about you know thinking that you know he's such a talented player again another person who's really good ball striker a little bit shaky with the putter um and thinking that you know is he ever going to break through and you know that saturday stretch when everything was you know everyone else was sort of going backwards sideways and stuff like that he just i don't know something clicked and he was ends up winning it's just it was awesome now for me that was probably the highlight because of just you think the weight of the world was on that man's shoulders no, he caught lightning. And I wouldn't... You give me a thousand more picks, I would, oh, sorry, 110 people in the field or 90 people in the field. If you'd given me 70 picks, he probably wouldn't have been there. Uh, he's just... For him to do that was, was amazing. And like you said, everywhere he goes, if there's 100 press credentials given out for the Masters, 60 of them are probably following him. <laughs> it's, it's bananas. A lot yeah. of pressure. Well, they were significant moments, uh, absolutely. You know, my moments are probably a little less significant. Uh, you know, but to give uh, some of the, the women a bit of a, a wrap, you know, young Steph Kiriakou, for me, you know, seeing her sort of rise up in the, the open at Carnoustie and, um, you know, perform really well and then kick on and, you know, get her uh, shot at the LPGA, you know, through the qualifying there. So she's got an LPGA tour card next year, which she's really happy about. But just... Yeah, you know, seeing the way that she carries herself and, and moves around the golf course, she's always got a smile on her face, you know, very, very polite, very bubbly, you know, just having a lot of fun. Um, you know, that sort of sticks out to me. But And another couple of obvious ones, you know, watching um, Seng Min Woo uh, get his first Rolex event, first European Tour victory at uh, the Scottish Open at Renaissance Club. You know, I love the Renaissance Club. I've been lucky enough to play there with Malcolm Duck and, you know, played there with the owner of the place. And... It's a special, special place, special part of the world for me. So to see an Aussie uh, salute there um, is always is always great. And being that it was Min Woo uh, was fantastic. Um, you know, watching him rise up and I'm pretty sure that he will finish 50th in the world. Is that right? He's in. He's in. So, um, you know, what a what a milestone achievement for, for the young man. Uh, and then just also, you know, Herbie seeing him salute at the Irish Open the week before and then, you know, get his PGA Tour card then go on and have a, a win. You know, I get a little bit of behind the scenes in, in that world. You know, I've spoken to Herbie a couple of times this year on the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast and, you know, it's just good to good to see these Aussies, two Aussies doing really well. Um, I don't know him. I played golf with him once, but I don't know him. Um, but I wish him all the best. I know Herbie a little bit better. played golf with him the, a year ago. You know, he's down here 
on holidays. He's staying at Bendigo, but he's playing in the Sandbell Classic. He's given up his um, time there. You know, he reached out to Clates and Jeff to say, if I'm there, I'm in. And, um, you know, hope he does well next year. So they're sort of moments that stick out for me. There's dozens and dozens of other moments as well, but you guys have picked off the big ones, but they're just little little moments that, you know, we've talked about a lot and I remember. Yeah. Definitely. The, the only other one that's really big is the banning of the green reading books for 2022. Well, awesome. yeah. That was awesome. I think or as, as Bryson calls, calls them, the eye calibration devices. <laughs> is that what he calls them? I think he does. <laughs> uh, Favourite Bryson moment, uh, Rocket, this year? Too many. Too many? <laughs> Far too many. It's, There's so many. He has, I, I, another podcast was talking about a couple the other day and one of them came up and I'd forgotten all about it. Um, it was when the driver just wasn't working out the open and, and the driver's just no good. This is like just a weird guy. Yeah. Yeah. Or it was like the Masters. Oh, actually, was it last year's one where he had the, had the upset tummy? Upset tummy? He had... Um, yeah, the drive over the lake. Is it Bay Hill? Bay Hill. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's had a lot. He had the, all, everything with um, Brooks. He's had just he's showered with Bryson moments this year. Yeah, far too many. Far too yeah. many. <laughs> there, was cast, a million, cast there was about a million too many. <laughs> yeah, cast a very wide net. Um, of course, we had uh, you know discussions around the what is it, Premier Golf League and all of the, the the Saudi chat. You know that sort of caught our attention uh, for a good bit, and that still is unfolding as we speak. Uh, what else? You know, European Tour has now become the DP World Tour. Um, top Scott. Any any you know if we've got to give some awards out, you know who gets oh, the t- who gets the oh. top who gets the Top Scott award. Um, I can't think of anything funny to say. I don't really know. Rent and Laidlaw. There you go. Who? Rent and Laidlaw. Ah, uh, well, Vale Rent and Laidlaw. Vale Rent and Laidlaw. What a great man. Um, yeah. No, top Aussie. No, we, we lost Renton uh, this year. Uh, my dad's still looking for the letter that Renton uh, wrote to him after he visited him at Tyrrell's Vineyards, uh, but he's still searching for it. Uh, funnily enough, in that search for the letter that Renton uh, wrote to my dad after my dad plied him full of Hunter Valley wine, um, my dad found a whole heap of other things, and being some pictures of my trip to the States in 87, but also a couple of pictures of uh, me accepting some trophies at the Jack Newton Sub-Junior Classic, which, which was great for me to see those because, you know, Jack's in the background and, you know, we had the pleasure and privilege of knowing Jack pretty well, uh, being, you know, Cessnock people, but once again, probably on the back of, you know, his liking for quality Hunter Red and my dad being the purveyor of quality Hunter Reds. Um, dad got to know him pretty well and, you know, as, as we did in Cessnock. And, you know, I got the cat, I got the privilege of, of catting for Jack, you know, when he was playing with one arm. I still remember when, you know, Jack had his accident and dad hearing it on the news. It's probably one of only two times I've ever heard my dad swear. And, uh, you know, the reason why I'm talking about Jack, Newton, because this week the the Jack is on. Uh, it's um, their foundation um, tournament's back on after obviously not being on last week. It's at the Crown Plaza, which is up in the Hunter, up at Cessnock, my hometown. Um, my dad's actually doing the starting with Johnny Linnison, who was you know probably the, the founding father of junior golf in Australia. 
And um, yeah, I just wanted to say shout out to to Clint Newton and uh, and Christy Newton and Ben Dixon who are up there, uh, and Jackie Newton um, who are up there running that with all the celebs and the you know the guys that go up there and, and support them. And it's a it's a really big event. But you know the Newton family have, have been you know, wonderful ambassadors for golf in Australia. You know Jack's you know it's well known that he's suffering uh, from dementia. You know he probably won't. I'm not sure if he'll go or not. But um, you know. It's it's sad to hear that, but Jack is a big figure in in junior golf and in my life. And um, to know that the Jack's back on, it's at home, my home this this week. Uh, good luck to all those guys and and Christy and Clinton. All the best to you guys for for a successful tournament. But uh, when my dad was looking for Renton Laidlaw's letter, he found some pictures which he brought down, and that's what reminded me of that. Yeah, there you go. Giddy up. So, um, anyone else? Uh, what about uh, who's who's the player of the year? Who, who who takes that crown for the mile of golf uh, player of the year? Can't I I um I think Rocket and I have got different opinions here. I'm I'm gonna say John Rahm. I was very surprised. Well, I won't say very surprised, but he didn't win it from the PGA Tour. I thought he was a shoe in. But um, come on, Paddy Paddy Cantlay won. But uh, yeah, no, he was he was for mine. He was the best player on planet Earth this year. Rocket. Yeah, Mister Mr. Ram, hard to from a consistency standpoint. Um, but if I go, I don't know. So Cole, you know, you think he's WGC Open Championship. Um, Race to Dubai and almost made it to number one in the world, except for a little, you know. One bad round. One bad round. So so just, he wasn't probably as consistent across the board, but in terms of just when, when, when the whips are cracking on the big, on the big stage, Cole's kind of front and centre. So I think... Just that sort of separated him um, for, for player of the year. And maybe I've put a little bit of bias, salt in there as well. You know, John, the artist, yeah, both worthy winners. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, if you're adding on post the PGA Tour season, adding in a race to Dubai, it's hard to argue against um, Cole, sure. Well... Those guys are both well season season PGA Tour players now. You know, maybe not uh, Colin. He's only been what three years? Three years on tour. Three or four. Uh, yeah, three or four. Two a bit. But probably the young man um, that you're going to mention now is Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Can, can he get to Colin Morikawa sort of winning levels in the next couple of years? No or yes? No. Who, who are we as talking in, about? As in Willie Z. Yeah. yeah. No, his, his, his putting is another level of bad. Yeah, <laughs> he did have one of the monumental yips of the year. Yeah, you're correct. He uh, um, is he rookie of the year? Yeah, easy, easy. Yeah, easy. His, 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 his stretch from U.S. Open yep. through to the almost like the U.S. Open again. That little twelve month stretch. You think about it. He's like. Top twenty-five in the world, and he still didn't have his PGA Tour card. Yeah, like he played his way on. Yeah, like it's just a no-brainer. No-brainer. 
And he should have been playing in the he should have been playing in the Korea Cup, except for their stupid bullshit rules. Yeah. No, it's uh he's he's easily um rookie of the year. Who wins the pip for you? Yeah, if you were handing out the forty million. I'd give it all to Tiger, but <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to do that. Um Outside of Tiger. Outside of Tiger. The way that, and, and I'm purely being completely unbiased and going with what I understand the metrics to be, I would say that my number one would probably be Bryson. Because, I mean, we're talking around the things that they're looking at are searches on Google and times in headlines and how many times is a player's name searched and I mean, people that don't know golf would have heard the name Bonnie Price and DeChambeau. Yeah, okay, but so forget about if you were measuring it and you were sitting down with all the metrics, but think about how it impacted you. Is that Would that still be the same answer? Um, and I, oh, mate, great question. I think for me, it can't be, looking at it that way, for me, I think that that's where it becomes tricky because impacting someone like me versus impacting the people they want to impact being the people they want more people in, involved in golf makes it really tricky. If I said the one player that impacted me throughout the year the most, um, I'd probably say Colin Moncala as a person that I've looked at and went, this is, was astounded by some of the things that he did and some of the improvements that he made and some of the ways that he played. Um, did I Google search him at any point? No, I probably didn't Google search many players, except when I'm searching for some random golfer to figure out who they are when I'm trying to figure out having a bet on some random tournament in Thailand. But um, no, it's yeah, it's a bit of a tricky one. I think it's that balance between the general populace and the people that love their golf and that, different players that impact both. What about you, Rocket? No, it should be my hiatus from social media that should be, you know, should be me. <laughs> that and the biscuit wars. Who says it can't be you? <laughs> Right, right in the biscuit walls. Look, it did get some attention. Your hiatus, you know, people were asking us, uh, when, "Is Rocket still on the on the social media wagon?" Uh, you have come back recently. I fall, I fall off every now and then. But you're not you're not back as Infosec Rocket anymore, are you? You're just Rodney Heron. Yeah. On on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, right. I don't think I've been Infosec Rocket on Twitter. Okay. I don't think so. It was mainly, that was mainly Instagram. So you back on Twitter? Back on Twitter? Yeah, at the moment, I've been able to kind of control myself to a certain extent. Stayed away from that little trending search button. That's the rabbit hole of death. You go on the trending search button, and then you go to the one that you don't want to read and say block, <laughs> or I am not interested in this, and it starts getting rid of it. Makes life a lot easier. No, I, I've, I've just got to not even look at it because <laughs> there's going to be something in there that's going to suck me in. Trigger. You guys have got to teach me about the Twitter because I need to. I've, as I mentioned before, I won't say uh, which accounts. So I think it'll be pretty obvious. But I've gained access to a couple of um, fairly significant golf accounts, which I've got to manage. And, and uh, Twitter is one of the handles that I've got to take uh, control of. Uh, I better learn how to, to um, what the trending search button is, so uh, so I can. F- Get a handle on it. That's it. 
<laughs> I don't want to repost something on the wrong thing. Uh, anyway, that's another story. Um, well, okay. Like use golf facts. Yeah. Um, you guys feed with use golf facts. You never know why they might pop up. Um, okay. So we've got the Sandbelt Classic on this week. It's already been pretty highly highly regarded in some of the reporting you know through some of the magazines that are that are there you know saying it was a pleasure and a privilege to be able to see the first round played today um at an iconic golf course in a tournament that you know should and would and will get, gain uh, momentum in the eyeballs and the um and the hearts and minds of the golfing public both in australia and overseas great concept great concept yeah i'm not gonna go today though i think it was no um no, no one's allowed to come in and watch. Just with the Renos they're doing, I believe, on parking and things. Uh, yeah, no, I heard that. Um, no, that was fact. Uh, but I heard from one of the Kingston Heath members that they were a bit curious as to why, because they couldn't really put a finger on why um, no one was able to go. You know, in terms of the reasons given. But anyway, uh, and I think Royal Melbourne, uh, you can't go and park there, so you have to make your own way in there because they're yeah. building. 65 level subterranean car park or something like that. Yeah. So um, you walk in on there and. Really? Okay. Yeah. Where, where, where are they building a car park? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I actually don't know. I, I do think there is, they are building a new car park, like a subterranean one. I could be wrong. Um, Matt Mollick will let us know if it is an underground car park or not. But uh, yeah, they're building a new car park, so there's a bit of upheaval there. But, um, and cool. Yarra Yarra, can people go and watch it, Yarra Yarra? I believe so. And then PK, yes. Full access at PK. Um, I'll come and park your car for you if you can't get a park. Really? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I might come down. I'll just park right at the front door and say Ross is looking after them all the way. <laughs> Take my keys. Uh, well, if the if the um, the pennant final was anything to go for when they had the division division one, division two. Three and four or whatever um, pennant final down there. There was a lot of people watching, and uh, a lot of car parks were taken up. So there's plenty of place to park, but yeah, there's a little bit of a walk up the driveway. But uh, you know, anyone can go. Uh, I think the tee off time at Peninsula Kings was about eleven o'clock. Um, so yeah, I'll see you there. I'll be taking taking photos with north. Uh, no south. Yep, south in um, full-length uh, tawny, tawny condition. You know, so we might see a couple of those hidden tees. You know, on um, third, fourth, uh, first, second, third, maybe fourth. You know, the fourth. There's there's a long tee there, and then the other par four, uh, the sixth. There's that tee that's way in the back in the in the bush. It's only about the size of a twenty cent piece, but uh, it's another fifty back. So I'm sure that uh, I've hit from that one. Into the wind. Make the fairway? That, that made the hole very long. Yeah, well, certainly we'll put a new perspective on it. That uh, that would. But so, yeah, I think. Uh, get a nine. Get nine back up by the by the greenkeeper's shed. Nine. Uh, nine, nine. Part three. Oh, we yeah, played from there when we played with Herbie. We were over the <laughs> over the um the car path for the for the greenkeeper shed. Yeah, it was like a full like five wood, like full five wood to uh. That slopey green. Yeah, no, so it'll be interesting to see uh, the guys play uh, Peninsula Kingswood for me, obviously being a member there. Mm. Um, but so, so what, 12.30 tomorrow, they tee off at um, Royal Melbourne. So who's leading uh, after day one? After day one, the leaderboard is... Blake. Blake, yeah. 
on his 20... Fifth birthday. Six, yeah. Six, six birdies, no bogeys. Blake Collier, uh, Brady White, five under second, and then two tied for third. Uh, David Branson and Jediah Morgan, two under. So not many under par. There's a few that are over. Jeff Ogilvy, two over. Suo, two over. Matthew Griffin, two over. Probably the one that most people would have, would expect to have gone super low uh, with Herbie. Herbie is five over. Todson at six over. Richard Green, five over. Dave Branson. Say, um, Dave Branson. Right. He's been, he was a junior when I was a junior, so I don't know how old Dave is. He's probably mid, mid-40s, late, mid to late 40s now. He'd have to be thereabouts. No, he'd be 40s. He'd be 48. Yeah. Had a rock-solid day. He was two under on the front, birdied seven and eight, then he eagled 12, and then had a bogey on 15 and 18 to shoot two under. It's a good day. The, the boy could play. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Like, he was an f- absolute jet uh, as a junior. So from we finished. He was low amateur at the um, Australian Open in 92 at the Lakes, I think. The one that Elk won. Because uh, the one thing that Branson could do is hit blow bullets, like piercing bullets through the wind. Yeah. Well, he came from that persimmon era, you know, like he, yeah. he learned how to hit the, the persimmon driver with the bladder uh, as a low rising fizzes. Um, he could do that like uh, the Queenslanders could. Um, not too many I saw that could do that, but he was one of them. Uh, and yeah, it's good to see him up there. Good to see anyone that's uh, you know approaching my vintage uh, up there doing well. Good on him. He, den- he denied Herbie a, a pro win when Herbie was a 16-year-old amateur. At the, Her- at the Heritage? The, the Heritage Classic, yes. Three-hole playoff. Oh, well, probably taught Herbie a few things. Um, who'll win that? Got a tip? Got a tip? Got a tip? I... If I was looking pre-tournament, uh, which I didn't, I, I had a look around. There was no odds up, no market up, which is not surprising. Um, Jordan Zunick went pretty well at Gippsland Super Sixes last week. He's one under. Um, looking at that, looking at where they are now, I'd say he's right in the mix. Um, but if honestly, honest answer is, if I'd framed up a market before they'd started, I think Kirby would have been the very short favourite, and I think a lot of people would have lost their money because I, I think even in um, He's currently 11 shots off the leader, which is a long way after one round. Um, but effectively, yeah, I, if I was having a look at it now, I'd be going with Jordan Zunick at one under. He's five back. Okay. Did he win the Super Sixes? At, or, no, who won? No, he didn't. It was, uh, you know, test my memory now. He was a young bloke. He was from the academy. I cannot remember his name. Okay. Um, speaking, right. speaking of tips... The tipster, yes. the 2022 tipster, my love of golf tipster competition. It's, yes. a, it's a thing, right? It, it is. When, when, when is it a thing? When's it happening? It's a thing as of now. So we'll put the link out on socials. People can join up. It's in Teepster. So uh, teepster.com, T-E-E-P-S-T-E-R.com. A lot of people that like golf have probably seen it before. Uh, if you log in there, set up an account if you don't already have one. And then go to search to add into a competition. And if you do a search for a league um, and join a public league, you'll see the My Love of Golf listed there. So jump on board. 
It's going to start in, I think we're starting in the Sony. So we'll start off around the Sony, around one. Uh, we'll play through till the Tour Championship. And the, basically the way it works is it's a one and done, which means if you've got half a brain and put some effort into it, you'll probably beat everyone comfortably, which I won't be doing. And that is you, you have anyone each week that you want to pick, but you only get them once. And whatever they earn that week goes into your leaderboard number. So if you like Colin Morikawa to win at the Sony, that's great. But if he doesn't win or he misses the cut and you get $0, you've used him up and that's it. You don't get to use him again. Some of the tournaments have a rule that if he finishes top five, you get to use him again, but we're going to be brutal. We're not going to allow that. So people that want to do well should have a think about it. My only advice that I'll give you is think about which big players you want to use and pick a, think about the prize money in some of the tournaments because picking the winner at the Sony Open is great, but picking the winner at the Players' Championship is a whole lot better because there's a lot more money involved. Um, and I think we should work out some prizes. So I'll happily donate some cheese and get some cheese sent around. And if you're somewhere that I can't send cheese to, I'll figure something else out. So on the uh, winning front, is there is, there's just one winner for the year, correct? So we'll do one winner for the year, yep. but we'll do little prizes throughout. So we'll have, say, a winner for I'll, – I'll figure out some sort of split. So we'll do a first half, second half. We'll do someone who's done the best over the four majors. Oh, and things yeah, like a bit that. of a West Coast swing, Florida yeah. swing. Yep. So we'll who, break who gives a Who gives a fat rat swing? Yep. Okay. So you you organise the uh, the cheese yep. prizes, Mike. I will organise yep. the golf prizes. We'll have a number of prizes. But let's, let's put a stake in the ground and put a figure on the overall prize. The, the number one, the numero uno M-Log Teepster Challenge for the year, this mm-hmm. time next year when we're awarding the, the awards and the big award will be the the Teepster 20 champion, yep. uh, what are they playing for? What what What's a – tell me, tell me, what's what's worth getting out of bed for to um to play the Teepster, Teepster tournament with uh, the M-loggers? What, what's going to get the people hot and frothy? I don't know. Pick a, pick a number. And I'll tell you if it's wrong. Guess the appearance. Oh, no, that's that. You don't have to pay too much, or a bit. You don't have to. Hey, we're, we're, there's a lot of value coming onto this podcast, so you know, too much undersell it. Uh, no, fair enough. Um, pick a number. A number. Yeah, like you know, a, a voucher, drummer golf voucher, oh. a drummer golf voucher. The winner gets a drummer golf voucher. How much is going to float the people's boats to want to sign on? I'm not gonna. I'm not going to make a promise on your behalf. You don't have to. I'm going to say. I'm going to say if it's good or no good. You're the tipping expert, so give us the figure. Oh, I think if I was, I don't know. I don't know. Quarter of a minwu, half a minwu. <laughs> We've never disclosed what a minwu is. That's probably good. Because uh, you, you don't. You, know, um, you still don't know how much your clubs are. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, um, I don't know. What, what's, what, you're the boss. You tell us. No, no. I'm, de- I'm delegating. I'm delegating. Two fifty. Two fifty. Two hundred fifty bucks. Be awesome. People can buy great things with that. Okay. If that's what's going to float people's boat, two fifty it is. So that's what we're playing for. The overall winner of the uh, My Love of Golf tournament of tipping uh, will get a two hundred and fifty dollar voucher. Done. Can we do just because you're giving out money and it's not my money? Hmm. Can we do um, say? Another hundred for someone who has the best results oh. over the majors. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Good. I like it. All right. We'll figure out some cheese in there as well. 
So we've got 100, 250. I'll get some balls and we'll get some other stuff and we'll make a thing of it. Yep. Love it. Okay. And a trip to a trip to Queensland for the stay in the New Age caravan by the by the beach. <laughs> and a round at RQ with with it, yeah, with some warm forex or something like that. Another another non-sponsor, the New Age caravan to a tour of tour of South East Queensland, brought to you by oh, Rocket oh, New Age. I'm, oh, I'm sick of shilling for everyone. They don't, <laughs> they don't pony up. Uh, well, anyway. You haven't seen what I've got for you, Rocket. There you go. Oh, that's a, that's a, that'll be a surprise. Um, okay. Jack, Jack Thompson won the Gippsland Super Six. Oh, yeah, he's a good golfer. Oh, how good is he in Man from Snow River? That's a great actor. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what a way to finish the podcast. Uh, an hour of uh, we made a great announcement. Two hundred. So we're playing for two hundred fifty bucks. How does that divide three ways? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Why would you divide it three ways? <clears throat> um, we might need a sponsor. Uh, <clears throat> no, Drum and Golf will um, we'll be helping out with uh, the vouchers, don't worry, and uh, and one of the uh, wonderful suppliers of Drum and Golf will be helping with the balls uh, and anything else that we can get our hands on to give away um, and uh, promote uh, the good work that we do here at My Love and Golf Podcast, which another year uh, draws to a close on maybe. Um, if this is a pre-Christmas show, there might be a pre-New Year show. Who knows? might just be me. I might have a rant. I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's been great. Guys, have a great Christmas. And to you, mate. And to you. We'll look forward to seeing uh, everyone uh, spending their vouchers uh, wisely uh, post-Christmas, picking up some Rockets, Hot Dots and Pro-Vs. It's been a great year. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, have a great Christmas, as we discussed. Rocket, when you head off to give us a wave as you leave this state and uh, know that we will see you up there for a game of golf uh, You know, in our travels. We'll bring the podcast on the road with uh, Mike. Mike doesn't need an excuse to get on a plane and travel for golf, so uh, he'll drag us along. And uh, Sorry, go on. Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the return for the Southerly Buster for 2022. So I know Maddie's said he's going to have to give me a little bit more heads up than probably normal because, uh, you know, Luke and I have to come and defend. We have hey. to come and defend. Rocket, if Chris Day can come for a weekend of golf from the US of A for 12 holes for the Southerly Buster, you can come down from Brisbane on a heartbeat, all right? Yeah, I already said that. Oh, good. I'm coming good. to defend. Yeah, but not to defend. Even, I've got yeah. my tour editions. I've got my tour editions ready. Okay. Very good. I've got my burner plus. Uh Enjoy King Island. When are you going? Uh, assuming I can get a negative test back 72 hours prior, it'll be the 29th. Uh, we'll enjoy uh, if you are playing golf uh, anywhere around the country on Christmas Day or Boxing Day as a part of a tradition. Uh, enjoy that. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time on the Mile of Golf podcast. Maybe this year, maybe next year, but uh, rest assured we'll be back, the three of us. See you then. <laughs>